beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, each Sunday morning we may hear the Ten Words of the Covenant, the Ten Commandments. They are very familiar to us, but what we may not think about so often is the events surrounding the giving of the law. The Israelites had to consecrate themselves, and they were warned not to touch the mountain, for if they did, they would die. There was thunder and lightning and a very loud trumpet blast. Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended upon it. The whole mountain trembled greatly. And then the people heard the very voice of God himself. They heard him speaking the Ten Commandments. After that was over, the people were terrified, and they asked Moses to speak to them instead, since they thought that they would die if they heard God again. So Moses spoke to the people on behalf of God and told the people all that the Lord required from them. And now in chapter 24, the people have heard the law of God And they respond enthusiastically to what God has told them. In verse 3, they say that they will do all the words that the Lord has spoken. The next day, Moses rose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and burnt offerings and peace offerings were offered on that altar. On this day, the covenant between the Lord... And his people would be officially confirmed and renewed. This covenant renewal could not take place without the shedding of blood. Half of the blood was thrown against the altar. By doing this, God was given the death which he required as punishment for sin. After this, Moses read from the book of the law once again. And the people respond with a declaration of obedience. He threw the other half of the blood upon the people and said to them, Behold, the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. This is the blood of the renewal of life, the blood which shows God's grace. For God is the one who provides the forgiveness of sins, And he provides this as the gift of his grace and compassion. The sins of the people have been covered over with the blood of the covenant. The people may be in God's presence at the foot of the mountain because they have been cleansed and renewed by the blood that has been shed. They may know the peace of belonging to the Lord. And may rest secure in this covenant relationship that they may have with their faithful God. The words spoken by Moses in our text are fulfilled by our Lord Jesus Christ when he instituted the Lord's Supper and offered the cup to the disciples with these words, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross so that we might receive the complete forgiveness of our sins and be received into the covenant of grace 
with God the Father forever. It is not on the basis of our own obedience, but on the basis of Christ's perfect obedience that you and I may now enjoy the peace of being accepted by God, having been cleansed by Christ's blood. After all the people had been sprinkled with the blood, Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel went up the mountain and saw God. The elders, the representatives of the people, were allowed to go up higher on the mountain and experience more direct fellowship with God. While the people had not even been allowed to even touch the mountain or they would die, these elders were allowed to go up the mountain and see God. What exactly did they see of God? They were only allowed to see His feet. And those feet could only be seen through a pavement of sapphire. They could only see something of God through translucent pavement. It was like the very heaven for clearness. As they looked up, they could only see feet dimly. God accommodates himself to their level and so reveals himself and shows himself as having feet, even though God is spirit and not a physical being. They were allowed to be very near to God, and yet he also remained distant, for he is holy and majestic. These elders of the people could see God, and he did not raise his hand against them and strike them down. Instead, they could have fellowship with him as symbolized in the meal. As we read in verse 11, they beheld God and ate and drank. What an amazing privilege to eat and drink and to have fellowship in the presence of God. God and man close together. Heaven and earth meet together. Apparently nothing was said at that meal. It occurred in silence, in awe and amazement. It was a clear sign of the covenant renewal between the Lord and His people. As they are represented here by the elders. God accepts them as being cleansed by the blood of the covenant. And therefore they may have a meal with him as well. Now today, as we celebrate the Lord's Supper, we may experience the reality of the new covenant as the Lord Jesus has established it and made it possible through his sacrifice and death. When we eat the bread and drink the wine, then we remember what he has done for us in his suffering and death. May we be strengthened and nourished in our souls with his food and drink and rejoice at having fellowship and communion with God at the table of our Lord Jesus Christ. One day we will be able to have this fellowship even more directly when we may see him and drink the wine new with him in his perfect kingdom. How incredible it will be to see God. We will see him 
in our resurrected, glorified, and incorruptible bodies. We will see Him as He is. We will see Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is true God as well as a real man. In Him, the glory of God is revealed for us to see. In Revelation 22, we read, The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it. That is, the new Jerusalem. And His servants will worship Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. This seems to imply that in some way we will see the face of God the Father as well. We cannot really comprehend exactly what it means to see God's face. We do know that fellowship with God and enjoying Him for who He is is the purpose of our life. In the new heaven and the new earth, then all the obstacles of sin and the effects of sin will be removed so that there will be no more barriers to giving God our full attention. Then we will live as we were designed to live, as those who are so amazed and enthralled with God Himself. He is so great and so awesome that even after we have gotten to know Him so much more deeply, after a thousand years of being in the world to come, we will have barely gotten started with knowing God. We will never fathom the depths of God, for they are beyond us, but we will constantly be more and more amazed at Him. Our seeing God and our knowing Him will just keep getting deeper, fuller, and richer into all eternity. Isn't that incredible, brothers and sisters? And this is all sure to come because of the work of Jesus Christ, His beloved Son. Let us think about this as we commemorate His death at this Lord's Supper celebration and also look forward in great anticipation to the marriage feast of the Lamb. Amen. Let us now sing together Psalm 62, stanzas 1 and 3. <clears throat> 